Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 304, recorded on November 5th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we talk a lot about Nintendo's financial report. Yay! Exciting stuff! Plus, we're on the eve of Extra Life 2020. So, Marty, myself, we're going to talk about all the things that you need to be aware of. Plus, Pokemon, man, it seems to be doing well. As a matter of fact, it's going crazy. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon Go, it's cr- whatever. Jesse, cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on, everyone? My name is Justin Masson. I am in charge of this dumpster fire of a show tonight, but we're so happy that you're here. And here with me today are two of the coolest guys on the internet. Of course, at the soundboard, making me sound sexy and good every single day, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you today, sir? Some days are just damn near impossible. Oh, (laughs) you're on fire. You're on fire today. I appreciate that. Speaking of a man who might be on fire later this weekend because he's eating a ghost pepper donut for Extra Life 2020. My man down in Tennessee, Mr. Marty Estes. Marty, how are you today? I am good. Coming to you from a new location. Yeah, An undisclosed location. How how is your bunker? What's yeah, going it's, on there? It's, a, it's a secret bunker. It does it does kind of look like a bunker, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is the room in in uh, my church where I do extra life. So looks I'm like he set, set up for a live studio audience for tomorrow's stream. Uh, we did a little stream test this afternoon, and everything sounds buttery smooth. Excellent. And so I'm looking forward to uh, 24 hours of video games starting well if you're listening to audio version we're probably already started by the time you get this that's right if you're listening to the audio version right now just just shut shut your front door right pull your car over grab your (laughs) phone head over to twitch head over to youtube watch live and of course while you're there head over to extra life 2020 search in marty estes or nintendo dads and you donate to the amazing amazing make a wish foundation or sorry apologize children's miracle network foundation and that's what all of this goes towards so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a couple of moments jesse that volume continues to go and it's so loud right now thank you for turning it down it just kept getting louder i appreciate Uh, that it was like a plane taking off (laughs) i know and it's just like I think that's Zoom to thinking that, oh, this must be need to be louder. But, you know, at least yeah. to the recording and to YouTube, it didn't change. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. They're probably like, this man is so loud. We're just going to turn him down and turn the volume up. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump into it. Of course, Marty. Mar- now, Marty's only going to be here for a short amount of time. He's going to run us through the back in my day section of the show. Uh, We're going to then talk a little bit about Extra Life. So everyone is fully aware of what's going on, where they need to be and how to support it. Uh, So, of course, let's jump into uh, back in my day. Back in my day. I love that. That's Donkey Kong Country music going in the background. Is that right? Yes. It's a Cranky Kong music. Uh, that's a Cranky Kong theme. I know. I know. My <laughs> my my heart. I was like, my, uh, boom. they say in Whoville, the Grinch's hot grew three sizes that day. Boom, 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 boom. All right, Marty, run us through back in my day. And of course, yeah, if you're so, new to back uh, in my day, we'll talk a little bit about it. Here we go. November 1st through the 7th. We're going to walk through this by year. Uh, and for you guys who maybe have, maybe you missed a couple episodes or so, it's a new segment for the show. Just kind of bringing you some Nintendo news 
and history from this week uh, in beginning this year or this week in 1996. Uh, Wave Race 64 was released in this week in North America for the Nintendo 64. Before we get too much further into this, do you like it better formatted by year or do you like it formatted by date like we started doing? Um, you know what? Let's let the listeners decide. Good question. Let's let them decide. So if you want it by day, like here's all the things that happened on November 1st through the years, second, da, 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 tell us if you want it by just by year, tell us and we'll, we'll keep it whatever way you want it. Cause I know which one uh, I like better, but we'll see what everyone else says. Okay. In 2000. Mario Tennis was released in Europe for the Nintendo 64. Donkey Kong Country was released in North America for the Game Boy Color. There we go. Let's Man. go. Yeah. I forgot that that was a thing. Pokemon Crystal released in Europe for the Game Boy Color. 2002 NHL Hits 2003 was released in Europe for the GameCube in 2005. The Game Boy Micro launched in Australia and Europe. Donkey Kong Country 3 was released in Europe and North America for the Game Boy Advance. Fire Emblem The Sacred Stones was released in Europe for the Game Boy Advance. And Mario Party 7 was released in North America for the GameCube. In 2006, Elite Beat Agents was released in North America for the DS. And in 2007, the very first Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games was released in North America for the Wii. So, hmm. you, like y'all remember when the news of that one broke? And it was like yeah. Mario and Sonic in the same game. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was earth shattering. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And 2008 saw the release of the Nintendo DSi in Japan, and Professor Layton in the Curious Village in Europe for the DS. Interestingly enough, never fran- a franchise I have never played at all in any way. Jesse can tell you all about it. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to, but you. I know you could. You know that's. <laughs> uh, in 2009, Style, Style Savvy was released in North America for the DS. A franchise I've never played. <laughs> the uh, oddly enough, I have. <laughs> oh wow! Well, why am I not surprised? The uh, black version of the Wii was launched Ooh. in Europe in 2009. 2010 saw Fling Smash released in North America for the Wii. And in 2016, Mario Party Star Rush was released in North America for the 3DS. That, that is your week in Nintendo. Mario Party Star Rush was such an... Uh, I remember I, you got it, and I know we had got a review copy of it. I, I'd have to pull the archives on that one. But I remember we have a video of it, and it was just kind of like it felt very empty as a Mario Party game, as I recall. Yeah, it, it, it was lacking. Yeah, yeah, it felt very just not quite. It, it kind of, well, I think that I think what it did, as I recall. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I was thinking because I was like the Mario Party franchise has always worked really well when people are together, right? It's the couch co-op, the couch crazy, and I think very much a device like the 3DS is very singular. Now, of course, you could you know share and join other parties, but it felt very isolating. I think it was just a lot of mini games, wasn't it? Uh, they still I would have allowed you to actually, play multiplayer yeah, with yeah, no, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're right on that, Jesse. But I, just I also remember just think being that crazy. you are thinking of uh, Mario Party, the top 100. You know what? You're a hundred percent right, Marty. I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This one was the one that did such a good job of 
um, multi-cart or multi-console from one cart. Mm-hmm. There was a demo that allowed players to join players with a full game, and it had a limited number of minigames mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and so their modes were Toad Scramble, Coinathon, or Coinathlon, and Balloon Bash, and the regular Mario Party uh, thing. A Star Rush also included boss battles. Oh, as right. as mini games. So okay. there, you know, uh, basically, it devi- at the time, it um, I really think it went back to like the board based gameplay. Yep, which people were wanting, but it was of course only for handheld. Right. Yeah. Which kind of just made it feel a little bit weird, didn't it? Uh, yeah. So the main mode is everyone plays as Toad. And what you do is you recruit characters from the franchise Mario franchise to be on your team. Yep. But they but you don't play them. And that, I then, think that's where Is that the one where they had each character it. had different dice so depending on who you had as a team you can choose your dice rolls? Now, maybe, but that also carried over to Super Mario Party on the Switch. Mm. Mm. So that was there. Okay, well I didn't I know I didn't play that one, but I think, think there was Another Mario Party that I played that did that. So that, that could have been it. Interesting. All right. Yeah, always always good stuff the, the year in. Uh, and, of course, as I, as I look at this list here, you know, I would be remiss, of course. We talk about NHL hits 2000 uh, to 2003. I would, of course, be remiss if there was no discussion about uh, NHL. Uh, where did it go? NHL 94 Rewind? NHL 94 Right, re, you know, rewind, which was, uh, is still not on the switch, and it's a yeah. crime against humanity. And of course, our good friend Chris, uh, I, say, Chris I see what you did question. there. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that NHL '94 re- rewind released on October 30th to those who pre-ordered the NHL 21. However, NHL 21 is not on the switch, which means NHL '99 rewind is not either. Although Marty isn't interested, there is a huge market for this on the switch. What do you think is keeping EA from selling NHL or sorry, NHL 94 Rewind on the eShop? And should this extend to other games in their catalog? If so, what would you like to see? I do think, Chris, I do think here's the thing. It's an exclusivity deal for now, right? They want to draw people, right? If you were on the fence about buying um, NHL 21. To what? Isn't it on every other system? Well, well, it is, but what I'm saying is, is that that's like the bonus, right? If you pre-order, if you get it, you get this bonus game, right? So it, it's incentivizing you to purchase, to spend more money if you were maybe on the fence about it to do it. What's going to eventually happen is obviously uh, NHL 21 is not going to come to the Switch. They will unbundle that and they will put it out because here's the thing. It's, it's already basically done, and it will sell, and it will make money. Yeah, so totally I, 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 think, oh, I think I it will. I totally believe it's happening. Uh, uh, your answer is better than mine. You know, my, my theory is they fired the one person who knows how to make Switch games other than change a roster and then recompile. Because that's what they've done for the last two FIFA oh. games, and, and, so, and so that's why they're that's why they had to delay Apex is because they're just waiting on someone to learn how to like recode for a Switch. I think uh, so. Do you know how to code for the Switch? <laughs> no, no, we don't. Uh, and, and then the CEO got a fifty million dollar bonus. Yeah, for, exactly. for saving money. I, EA has clearly <laughs> said that they are going to bring. I think it's like seven games to Nintendo Switch by. Um, by June of next year, I think it was, right? We have NHL got NHL 94 has got to be one of those. NHL 94, I bet you, will be one of those. Um, because inevitably what's going to happen, in, in, in my honest opinion here, Chris, and 
I'll, you know, we all know that I'm a fanboy on the Apex uh, idea right now. But what we're gonna, what they're going to see is that like Burnout sold well. Um, FIFA didn't sell well, but that's because it's and, and I don't mean this disparagingly. If they just rewrapped FIFA from last time, right? And we've seen that two for the years reviews. in a row. Yeah. Um, uh, Burnout Paradise sold. Uh, they have another. They have another car racing game coming out this month. Uh, when Apex does actually come out, you're going to see that's going to do really well from a monetization model. Uh, I think that you're going to see something like Plants vs Zombies, right? Some of these kind of low hanging fruit uh, things that, that could could end up on, so on the original there. one or that only the 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 pew pew other ones that I don't like. Well, okay. okay. Garden like, warfare. Yeah, yeah, Garden Warfare could be, you know, and I think, am I am I wrong that the Mass Effect trilogy is EA? Yes, it right. is EA. You are I not am right, right? No, and and you know, so that that rumor is kind of speculating out there. EA is going to discover that if they put stuff on the Switch, it sells. Um, so so that's going to that that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, I suspect will eventually come. But of course, we thank you so much, Chris, for that question. And uh, and, and so, us and us discussing NHL '94 again is a donation of five dollars to Extra Life because we talked about it, Chris. Isn't it every time we mention <laughs> NHL '94? Listen, I don't want to break the poor fella. All right, I don't want to. I don't. Donkey uh, Kong I, Country. I, Donkey Kong I, Country was great, but let me tell you about NHL '94. I took that as per week, so maybe oh, okay. if we talk about it again well, we've, next we've, week, maybe we've pre- it's pretty much been again. on the show every week for like five weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Justin, I think the shoe in for me on the question of what does EA bring over next, it's The Sims. Why yeah. is The Sims not on Switch? It yeah. makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and I think when you often, you know, when we, when I think when we were, we watched the uh, EA presentation, I think when they mentioned The Sims, we were like, yeah, that's coming. Um, it logically makes sense in, in a world where Animal Crossing has done, and we're going to talk about sales numbers here later, incredibly well. I'm sure a company like EA, and I've talked about this before, is looking at that saying, we have a game. It's called Sims. It's not a hard, it's not a hard, probably not hard processing, right? It's not anything strenuous and we know it will sell. Um, I, it's, I would love to understand. And I, and I, and this is, and of course, this is me sitting back in my quarterback chair here, making decisions for an, an industry that I, I'm just a fanboy of, but I would love to understand the, the business process of that decision for why it hasn't been announced or is it, or is it in development and is it just going to be a surprise and it's out today kind of my- thing. Like and and you saying that I think is there's an important thing there, the business decision between let's bring Burnout Paradise to the Switch before we bring The Sims. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, you know, not and I'm not. I, I like Burnout Paradise. I think it's a fine game. I'm just saying, I think the fit is better for The Sims. I actually think the fit is better for Plants vs Zombies mm-hmm. than Burnout Paradise. I, I I wonder. I you know I always kind of wonder is it you know what's the is it low hanging fruit. Right. This is the easiest thing. Uh, let you know, because of course you talk about I've talked about this before, effort, um, time and energy versus reward. Right? These are the things. And so this is kind of one of the reasons. And so I go back to that idea of and everyone's gonna like shake their head, like, okay, Justin, we get it, Apex. But they're not gonna want Apex to delay much longer, right? Because you have time, sure. energy, and resources being devoted to getting that over the over to the switch this was my argument last time you have time and energy to being devoted to that where do you think you're going to get the profit out of it first and quickly enough to recoup those losses right recoup that time and how does that how does that impact your bottom line and your and your your um funds to stockholders right so i think those are things to consider when you when you think about that i i think we're gonna hear more from ea in 2021 um we may have expected to have heard more in 2020 but obviously 
you know, COVID has delayed a lot of things. It may have adjusted things, right? Yeah. So there we are. So uh, with that being said, why don't we just go ahead and dive into the news? And of course, the news is brought to us by you, our amazing folks over at patreon.com and patreon.com. And of course, you can go patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. But let's hit that bumper first, will we? All yeah, right. So uh, glad you mentioned Patreon because we have two brand new patrons this week, Skinny Matt and Ryan. Ryan Walters, thank you guys so much for becoming patrons of the show. We appreciate you guys so much. Also, returning to the show, who he used to be a patron, uh, Brian uh, is is back, and is uh, we thank you for chiming in at the year donation mm-hmm. as well. So he's going to be around for a while, guys. Settle in. We got to get used <laughs> to Brian the beard, uh, and I'm glad he's back. Uh, but. Uh, Justin, let's talk for just a few minutes before I have to dip out of here yeah. about Extra Life, right? Yes. Extra Life is going on this weekend. Game day begins tomorrow morning, or as you guys are hearing this on audio today, uh, 8 a.m. today, we kick off our 48-hour-plus Extra Life March to $4,000 dollars. Because guess what, guys? We picked up another team member tonight. We did. We did. They were so, like, let's get uh, choo-choo. Yeah. Let's get on board the hype train right That's now. Right. That's Nick right. Nick Metzger so, joins us. Uh, playing for Team Nintendo Dads this year is myself, Justin, uh, Tim, Antonio Contronio, and Nick Metzger. And I'm happy to report at this time, Tim has exceeded his goal. Smashed uh, it. He, yeah, he smashed it by like $90 or so, $70. Yep. Antonio is well on his way to his goal yes. of $500. Yes. Uh, he needs $200 more to meet his goal. So if you're listing right now, head over to extra-life.org and give Antonio a donation. Help him meet his goal. But, guys, right now we are sitting at $2,589 out of $4,000. Raised for extra life, which is ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I was doing a little bit ridiculous of math. Ridiculous in a good way. <laughs> it, no, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous in a good way. I was doing a little bit of math as we were wrapping up our talk about EA. And for me to meet my goal in the next 24 hours, I only need $605 in donations left. Yeah, that's incredible. It's, oh my gosh, it's bonkers. We crossed the $1,000 threshold earlier today which means tomorrow at near the six o'clock hour when I'm finishing the two hours there, mm-hmm. I'm going to get pied in the face. Live That's fantastic. On stream. That's fantastic. If we reach uh, $1,250, we're also going to make up another one. We're going to pie my son live on camera going That's into awesome. the six o'clock hour. Uh, from there at $1,500, he and I play uh, Just Dance in workout gear. Awesome. Yep. Yep. And then 1750. I've talked about this for a couple of weeks. I am going to eat the spicy ghost pepper donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. And he's decided he's going to join in and have one too Ooh. for 1750. It, and, and look, anything we get above that. And I say anything we get above that because at the pace that we're tracking at 
for just for me, I believe I'll cross mm-hmm. 1750 and keep going, which mm-hmm. is going to be awesome. Uh, and Justin, you were up there too. Thank you. Without yeah. even having played yet, I'm looking at our team page right now. Justin has raised seven hundred and thirty-six dollars and forty cents. That's USD, by the way. That's like a, a billion Canadian dollars. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah, that's, okay. no, funny, sure funny thing here. One of the guys, uh, I had a guy uh, donate to mine, Row Burrito, mm. uh, <laughs> which I love the name. Uh, donated twenty dollars Canadian, and it translated to fifteen oh one. Yeah, down here. So it I have, really I have one thousand one hundred forty-five dollars and one yeah. cent. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking about just donate 99 cents to round it out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like we are, we're absolutely crushing it. So if you're saying like, where do I donate? Of course you can donate uh, on extra life uh, home. You can go to extra life, uh, extra life 2020. It's fine. Nintendo ads. You can donate to any of our participants, right? Marty, myself, again, Tim has crushed his goal, but you can continue to donate to Tim. Antonio is, is on his way. Help out Antonio. And Nick is, Nick is, you know, our fighter who just arrived right now, but I'm hyping for Nick. Let's go. He's got a 500 yeah, I goal. I can't wait. I'm excited to see that. And of course, every single dollar, every single dollar that you donate gets you entered into win prizes. We got a ton of prizes. Marty, what do we got for him? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. We have partnered with PDP, who makes fine, upstanding uh, accessories, controllers, cases, other products, Pixel Pals uh, for all gaming systems. But they uh, make some great stuff for the Switch. Uh, we've also partnered with Ginky, who makes the uh, Covert Dock and the audio adapter, Bluetooth audio adapter for the Switch. And we are providing some prizes as well. So let's do a quick rundown of those. One lucky do- person who donates is going to win a Nintendo Switch Lite. Completely mm-hmm. free, shipped to you by the Nintendo Dads in the color of your choosing as soon as it is available. Nintendo Switch Lite, direct to you. Also, one lucky winner is going to win Mario Kart Live uh, Home Circuit, the Mario version. It is in hand. It will, is ready to be shipped as soon as we draw for those prizes. Also, two lucky winners will receive Nintendo Dads game vouchers. All right? What that means is this. Nintendo Dads will buy you a game. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. Is it going to be a Switch game? It doesn't have to be. We've bought people PlayStation games before. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. against our religion, but <laughs> we will do it. All right. So if says if, the person if, who works in a church that that if that was the joke. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so here's the thing: if it's a if it's a brand new Xbox game, it's a brand new PS4 game. If it's a Switch game, you tell us. We float you the funds. Boom! It's bought. Two lucky winners for there. From there. Uh, three lucky winners are going to win a PDP case and $10 in eShop credit for the Nintendo eShop. Three other lucky winners are going to win a PDP case and a randomly drawn at my choosing a Pixel Pal to decorate your desk with. All right. Six winners will then go on to win a PDP bundle which includes a Nintendo Switch case, a Nintendo Switch controller, and a Pixel Pal. And then one person will win a Pokemon light-up dock shield that PDP has given to us. And then Ginky is going to ship someone a secret item. 
a secret item that has not been released by them before. So if you're keeping count, that is Switch Lite, Mario Kart, two vouchers, and then 12 prizes from PDP, 13 prizes from PDP plus a knock, that's 17, and then the Ginky, that's 18, 18 different prizes that you can win. How do you win? You donate to Extra Life, and every dollar that you donate is an entry to win a prize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And since, since searching at the Extra Life site is sometimes not simple, the uh, uh, probably an easier way to do it is to go to NintendoDads.org. You'll find mm-hmm. our tracker with a Make a Donation button. Hit that to go to our page. Yep. Go to the roster. And it'll show the five Choose people. Justin. You can pick the one you want to donate to. Absolutely. Yep. And tomorrow and all weekend long as the dads stream, uh, each one has their giving URL at the bottom of their stream background. So you can choose which dad you want to give to. The main thing is, Justin, that mm-hmm. we help sick kids. But tell us. What is the other main thing that comes along with Extra Life? Of course, tax receipts are great, right? Financially, I like that. Helping children is great. Awesome. You might win stuff. Awesome. You support our community. Awesome. But number one, ladies and gentlemen, the number one most important thing is I want to destroy the mega dads. And ladies and gentlemen, we already are, but let's just bring them down into the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Those crazy, those crazy SOBs. Let's just bury them. Why would you mess with us? Five-time Extra Life champions. If there was a belt. We haven't made a belt. Do you know why? Is it five times? Four times. It's four times Extra Life This year will be the fifth time. Right? I don't Either which way, destroy them. Destroy them. Yeah, we need a championship belt. I did send them a pep talk today via Twitter, by the way. Yeah, have you seen that. that video? Yeah. Uh, yeah I need yeah. to find that. I have not seen that. So anyway, uh, no no mystery editions this week? Mystery editions? I mean, every week you've added something to the prize pool. Oh, yeah. Last week. Oh, that is right. Last week we did give away Jesse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean like I, a real I think, one. I think just the hopes and dreams of children. You know, that's a real mystery gift. Real mystery gift. What you're saying is... We've already spent enough money on this. <laughs> what I'm also, what I'm really thinking is, we got a lot of things we have to ship. We have a budget. We have to ship a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. You, you know I, what? Here's. The I thing. also, sorry. I also do want to say one of the other things that we should really make sure that we are going to tune into, ladies and gentlemen. It's not extra life. If my beautiful, my beautiful redhead of a wife does not come onto the stream and absolutely destroy Marty Estes in games of Dr. Oh, Mario. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's it, going to happen. It can't. That's, okay. That's so tradition. when is that going to happen? Uh, uh, you and I are going to have to figure that out off stream, but she asked me that today. She's like, so when am I destroying Marty? I actually, you more know, specifically, could, she said, when am I going to make a, a grown man cry? And I say every day, dear, every day you make me cry. <laughs> Here, here's the deal. Uh, we can, we can squeeze that in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the evening, if if she wants to, uh, I've I've got some time around. Uh, it'd be eight central. Okay, so I could do thirty minutes or so, Doctor Mario. There. Okay, so it's seven o'clock for me. Yeah, I think we can arrange that. I'll let her know. It's on like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. And for and guys, for me, 
that is an evening. I'm going to go home and get some sleep because I've got to be up here in the morning, early prepping, getting ready for extra life, making sure all of my backgrounds and scenes are set. Breakfast is eaten. Pee is evacuated. And I'm ready to settle down <laughs> for a day, a whole day. Okay. And, and so and, uh, and of course, folks, you can catch all that live on Twitch, on YouTube. YouTube. Jump in, support. Even if you, you know, if you're not able to donate, that's okay too. Just a hey, cheer on Marty. Watch that would be amazing for all. Yeah, of us. That, and I was gonna say that, like, even if you can't donate, sharing it so other people can see it is key. And you know, this would be a great time. A gift to us as well as Nintendo Dads would be helping us meet the requirement of 75 people on stream on Twitch, so that we can get to Twitch affiliate. Or partner, or whatever that is, right? I mean, can we? Yep. I, that's not a big ask. We're not asking for money there. We're just asking for your time. Just, just I'm just, I'm. We're just asking for the usual. Let's see. Currently, there are seven people here. If you could, everyone find sixty-eight more friends and invite them to this. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, and also I am going to make the ask because I'm just going to do it. Uh, if like I have said all week long, is like if we could just get to half. If we can just get to half before I start, I'll be satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I'm not. I'm sorry. So um, I would like it's right now. It's 1145 is where mm -hmm. I'm sitting. If I could get to 1250 before in the morning, that would just throw my soul. And who knows? Right. Well, I, I'm going to say this. $2,000. $2,000 because my goal is, is 1750. If we make it to uh, two thousand dollars. Um, I will, I will make my own. I will, I will give a prize. There you go. I will give a prize from of, of my own. There you go. All it right. will be Nintendo related. So like, don't be thinking it's like, oh well, Marty's gonna crap in a box and send it to me. No, <laughs> that I wouldn't. Do I it. like how that's where your your first thought was, and all of us were like, nope, nope, that wasn't what we I'm were. I'm a thinking. dad. Poop jokes. Just yeah, that's fair. But that's anyway, fair. yeah, I. Anyway, so if you want to make a donation, every time that text message comes up, I squee a little bit. Like, eh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, guys, have a great show. I'll see everybody at 8 a.m. in the morning, uh, whether you're at work or just hanging That's out tomorrow. 8 a.m. Central. 8 a.m. Central. Central. Follow along with me. Uh, Mega Man 3 is up first. It's going to be awesome. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a spot where I'm putting my phone right when I come into my office tomorrow. I'm plugging it in, and let's go, Marty. Let's go. Let's go. All right. See you guys. Have a great show. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to – I know Marty's left the chat. I want to say this one last little quick thing before uh, as well. If you are very interested, there are times that actually Marty and I overlap. Uh, for when I go live, I'm going to be going live on to Extra Life at 12.01 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Saturday morning. So I'll do my, my session from there. But for about eight hours, Marty and I are actually overlapping. So we're going to play games together. We're playing Fortnite together. We're going to play Overwatch together. Uh, we're going to play Marvel's Ultimate Alliance together. So if you're looking to, you know, you're up late night on Friday, Saturday morning, you want to pop in and see some uh, some co-online co play games, jump in. So, Jesse, anything to talk about there? Um. I can't think of anything. I'm looking forward to, to seeing how far how far the donations end up, and I'll try to watch when I can. I have other obligations going on tomorrow afternoon, but sure. I'll watch yep. in the morning and I'll watch in the, uh, in the evening. So, For sure. 
Yeah, and I promise we're almost done talking about Extra Life, folks. Um, it's a big project for us. It's something we're very passionate about, uh, and we are we are so thankful for our community. Who um, you know, we've talked about this being four times, uh, four times, four times we've done this. We've talked about destroying Megadad. It's a bit of a laugh, but the thing that I am the most impressed with is that this community has raised over ten thousand dollars for Children Miracle Networks across uh, North America, and that's just incredible. Uh, with your support, we can continue to make that grow. So thank you, uh, Jesse. Let's. Jump right into the news. We've already hit the bumper. Right, you're jumping. I like. I like, thank you. You did the little jumping motion. I like that. Um, <laughs> guys, guys, if you want to, just sit back, kick your feet up. You got casual time now with it's, Jesse it's and time. Justin. It's business time. Do do do. Um, I think this is the thing that you and I are, are kind of the most passionate about because Nintendo did announce uh, late last night, early this morning, uh, their financial reports. Uh, for their yeah, last, this actually quarter. landed before I went to sleep last night. Perfect. So I was planning on going to bed, and I saw this come out. I saw Wario sixty four started tweeting this stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, I I I dove in and made notes up before I went to bed last night. You're a gentleman, gentleman and a scholar. So what we are capturing here, just for those of you at the you know the playing at home game, uh, we are capturing capturing Nintendo's second quarter their second fiscal quarter or financial quarter, uh, this running from July 1st to September 30th. And this is just important to realize that window because we're going to be talking about what games are tracked in there as well. Uh, quick couple of pieces of information about hardware. Uh, the Switch sold 6.86 million units between July 1st through to September 30th worldwide. And that brings the total number of units, of uh, Nintendo Switch units that have been sold to 683 million units sold just as an fyi for this we did is not bro- this number is not broken out in um into switch lights and switches as well this yeah. is actually inter- interestingly enough a 21 percent increase over the previous quarter and this number would have obviously most likely been higher if there weren't for virus related factory closes related to the shortage as well uh go ahead jesse okay i, I realize i still have notes from last quarter in here that i should put but uh okay. i was gonna say uh a few weeks ago, I said this might be closer to 80. Mm-hmm. I think I was thinking more by closer to the year end, not quarter. Sure. But yep. so, and I think I heard also hear, heard that they're extending the, their goal for the, for the fiscal year from 19 to 24 million. Oh, they're 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 increasing their projections. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what that's the yeah. word. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and that, and that and that's and that's uh, I think that's that's very so that's a very interesting move, especially in a time right now where we know we have these new consoles coming into the market uh, to basically say, yeah, we'll be all right. We're actually going to boost up our our um, our kind of guesses at that as well. Um, this also could be on the on the eve of of potentially if we think about their their reporting that you know I've I've kind of said that I think the Switch Pro may be a like happy fourth anniversary Nintendo Switch and by the way we have a Switch Pro coming out in March um, and that yeah. may really ho- help to boost those sales. Go ahead, yeah, I won't. I if they do it in March, I expect it to be kind of early March, like the original launch four years ago. Mm-hmm. That way they can get that initial kick of sales towards this fiscal year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly shocked by that as well. Jesse, anything from a hardware sales perspective? They didn't break that down into the Switch Lite and the Switch on the document, did they? I know that I don't have it in the notes here, but did they? They did in not uh, not on the normal web page where I pull these numbers from, but okay. from the uh, slide doc. Okay, the, they they did break that down, but I didn't note those numbers. Okay, if, no, that's 
if you want me to dig for it, I can look it up and go I, back to it. I, I would be curious if, if maybe you can, you can take a quick gander of that while I kind of continue marching us through some of the important other pieces of information. Sure, I'll try um, to find it. As we move into that, we're going to talk about our software sales. Uh, this is the thing that I think we're always a little bit interested in as to how did, how did the games do? How did the sales go? Um, and so now, again, these are as of September 30th. Uh, what we saw was a Mario Kart 8. Amazingly enough, ladies and gentlemen, Mario Kart 8 still holds that number one spot at 28.99 million, just shy of 29 million, uh, which is absolutely uh, crazy to think that. I mean, you're almost at a, at a one in two attachment rate for Mario Kart 8 as, as relates to the Nintendo Switch. So it continues to hold at number one. The, the part that we were always kind of uh, chatting about, Jesse, and I think we talked about it probably being done by the end of the year, uh, was Animal Crossing New Horizons is now in second place and was in second place last year. We yeah. thought that, or last the, quarter. The entire top 10 didn't shift. Yeah, it did not shift at all. We had kind of thought that maybe Animal Crossing might end up taking it, but it did not. Animal Crossing at 26.04 million. Again, folks, this is this is really impressive when you consider that this game only has been out in their reporting perspective for six months and like 10 days. Um, that is absolutely, absolutely crazy. Jesse, yeah. thoughts? Yeah, it, it did. Animal Crossing did outsell Mario Kart for the quarter. Mm-hmm. So if that, if that trend continues, they can still take over the number one spot. You know, my prediction was it would, and then it would lose it again. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think... I think Mario Kart has the bigger tail. Yeah, and I think the other part of it as well is that Mario Kart, we know traditionally Nintendo has bundled that in with their consoles for their holiday packages, and they have also made it very appealing. I know I think it's like Best Buy has a deal right now where it's like Mario Kart and Mario Party for like, I think like a hundred bucks, like cheaper than than if you bought them separately, essentially. So Mario Mario Kart is kind of like the, we'll just put it on everything. Uh game and i think that that helps to increase those numbers as well so i think that to your point we might have seen animal crossing take a lead and then i think mario kart will continue to do that but i think i think over the long time i think um animal crossing will probably probably uh, beat them uh coming at number three is super smash brothers 21 million number four breath of the wild at 19.74 uh pokemon sword and shield 19.02 super mario odyssey 18 Point ninety nine, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, um, Pikachu, uh, twelve point four nine. So there's actually there's such a big gap between six and seven there. There's uh, just over uh, six uh, six point five million units between Super Mario Odyssey and Pikmin, uh, or sorry, Pokemon Go. You can just kind of see that that almost that separation of what we would probably really call like that A tier or A level of games. Those kind of big franchises that really move the needle. And then you kind of move into these other franchises that are doing really well, what I would almost consider our B tier that does really well, has good movement. So moving in at number eight, we have uh, Super Mario Party, Splatoon 2, and Super Mario Deluxe. Sorry, Super Mario U Deluxe, I apologize. And so that's, so that's pretty pretty good. Now, uh, the, the, when, int- go ahead. The, the, the other thing I noted is, you know, everything is sold at least a million units. It goes, mm-hmm. it goes down to Let's Go. It only sold 520,000 in the quarter. But... Mm-hmm. You know, all the games from uh, from Breath of the Wild, so Breath of the Wild was fourth. So four, five, six, yep. and seven slot yep. still sold double or more than the previous yes. quarter. So yep. they, the previous quarter, let's go, only sold 280,000. So, yep. you know, these are still spiking up, even though yep. 
It's not true for the entire top 10 list, but at least that group definitely was. For sure. Uh, one of the other interesting ones that, that I know that when I saw this report, and sorry, Jesse, I've got Casey Yon's here. Whoa. But I know when I saw this report, <laughs> the first thing I really wanted to try and find out was Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, and I was surprised was. that it, it didn't yeah. sell as much. I do. We do well, have I, I am, but I'm not. And if we remember, it came out like the the 11th, I think, of September. Like it only had like three weeks. Oh, the 18th. I apologize. The 18th. So it literally only had 12 days, and it sold 5.21 million units. Now, again, I well, think this the, the 5.21 is, I think, as of the date of the call. Oh, because, was it? Because they said 3.5 million units sold oh. in the first four weeks. So that is You're past right. the September right. 30 date deadline. Mm-hmm. So that, that those numbers are still skewed, but yeah, so they, at least they sold at least five million units. Yeah, where I was expecting to see more like ten. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think when we, when like we heard 15 about fifteen by the end of the year, fiscal year. Yeah, when we heard about shortages, scarcity, right, and then I think Nintendo saying it's a limited edition or a limited time. Uh, I think those were all things that we expected to kind of really see spike up as well. So we'll keep an eye on Super Mario 3D All Stars for the year as well. Right. If you want to. Go back to Switch Lite sales. Yeah, I don't. Can. I don't have numbers for the entire life cycle, but for uh, Q1 and Q2 of this fiscal year, it's been about uh, two to one Switch versus Switch Lite. They, it was a uh, 12.5 million units sold total, or 8.36 was Switches and 4.17 to Switch Lite. In comparison to the same six months the previous year. It's a 68% increase for normal switches and 113% increase in switch lights. Wow. Wow. They went from just under two to over four. That's pretty significant. It's a pretty significant uh, growth there as well. A couple other things to to talk about here as well. Uh, There are a bunch of other games that are million-dollar sellers uh, that we're doing quite well. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure at 5.84. Super Mario 3, oh, we talked about, uh, sorry, Paper Mario, the Origami King at 2.82. Uh, so a lot of really, really good uh, sales. Jesse, any shock on these sales numbers or, or anything that kind of rings rings true or, or thought about as we move into November and December, the last parts of this year? We know that there's Black Friday. We know that, you know, the console war is heating up. What is your take on this and how do you think Nintendo's positioned? Yeah, I think they're positioned fairly, fairly well. Just you can by the look of these number of these top ten games, and probably more like the top four. You know, they're selling games with systems, and that's why they have long tables. As long as the systems will keep selling, the games will keep selling. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that like Xenoblade and Clubhouse sold. You know, didn't sell as many. You know, mm-hmm. those they were over the first you know, over the one million mark the last time we talked about it, and they're still kind of sitting in that same place. So, you know, not all of these games have the same tale. Yeah, I, and I wonder if games like that, I think especially those, um, you know, Xenoblade was the end of May, Clubhouse was the beginning of June. If, you know, the – and here's the other part of this, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jesse, these numbers are only uh, retail numbers, right? No, these, these will are include not, digital. These will include digital as well. Okay. Because yeah. I, I was wondering of like, you know, with uh, self-isolation, right, is – are people at that time yeah. were not fact, maybe going out? Another, another bullet point here I would – did, did talk about uh, digital sales compared to physical sales. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, in pre- the previous quarter, di- uh, digital sales was actually the majority of, of sure. games sold. It was 55.6%. Per- uh, yeah. The second quarter lowered to 38.9% for a six-month average of 472 
my my thoughts are. 3D All-Stars is the reason, because people were wanting that physically just because it's limited edition. Yeah. If it yeah, wasn't, I, I, that would probably I, have a similar ratio. Yeah, I think that, and then I think also probably just people going out, right? And, and at that point, you know, if we think of the first quarter of the year, again, April, May, June, a lot of people were still very isolated, right, trying to avoid contact, where I think what we've seen, in, especially I think in North America, some of those self-isolation guidelines kind of loosened up in the summer into August, and people kind of went, went away, with, went on with their life. So more likely to go into a big box store, yeah, into Walmart. Interesting to see to what the things. next quarter will look like if things, you know, like in the UK, they are locking down. Correct. I be surprised if areas in the, in the US also lock down. Yeah. Because yeah. numbers are bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's been Nintendo in 2020, but of course, they did give us a little bit of insight of what's happening in the late 2020 and into 2021. Uh, what they did mention is, of course, upcoming first-party games. We have Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, coming out November 20th. Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise, I completely forgot this existed, coming out on <laughs> December 4th. You're not the only one. I know, right? I was like, oh, that's a surprise. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, um, Bowser's Furry, Fury coming out yeah. on... Uh, Every time I see that, I want to say uh, furry, knowing yeah, it's like, Fury, that's, that's, and then that's you just did right. it too. Yeah, February 12th, uh, 2021, and Bravely Defaults 2, February 26, 2021. We found this out, this information out yesterday, or sorry, I apologize, last week. Uh, they did have some TBAs um, to, uh, on that docket as well. Bayonetta 3 still TBA. Metroid Prime 4, this is very interesting. It's still TBA. But they actually have the title as temporary Metroid Prime Four. And so it, I do. It, it's been it's been there for a year. You know, yeah, everything I, here except for new Pokemon Snap has been here for at least a year. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and of course, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild uh, is temporary or, or TB, to be announced. And same with uh, new Pokemon Snap. Uh, Jesse, Which again, I forgot there? about that. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, right. Uh, anything in there that uh, that you're thinking about or, or ringing your bell? Um, well, I do have uh, the Mar. 3D World uh, pre-ordered, and most of the other Mario ports from Wii U to Switch I didn't buy. Mm-hmm. So, but so this is a, basically the, this and Pikmin are like the only two games that I really did double dip on. Well, Tokyo yeah. Mirage Sessions, but I got that as a review code. I wasn't planning on buying that originally. Sure. <laughs> yep. Abs- abs- absolutely. Uh, but again, I understand it's you know. Not new to me, but it's new to the majority of the Switch owners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there are lots of third-party games coming up in the next little bit. Uh, just a quick rundown of some of those ones. Uh, Tropico 6, Fuser, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, Just Dance 2021, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered, Sniper Elite 4, Empire of Sin, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Poyo Poyo Tetris 2, and the collection of Saga um, Final Fantasy Legend as well. All of those, those are, are coming all... out before the end of the year, and I have yeah. cl- a collection pre-purchased. Okay. That's probably the only one on this list I'm going to get. Yeah, the only one that actually, and I do have some some, uh, some money down on, is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, that one is definitely on my interest as well. I, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about it, and, and uh, Hyrule Warriors, I uh, that as well. I was thinking about that. I don't have a lot of a lot of games that I'm super excited for. You know, there's always games that are on the horizon that you're hyped for that you're kind of looking forward to. Not a lot, but uh, I still think that that uh, we're closing off the year pretty well. Yeah, because this whole year has been weird. You know, we normally yep. know two or three times as many games that are coming out in the future, mm-hmm. but and but this year it's been two or three games that they didn't even announce until yeah. the, ga- the game went gold. You know, it was available for pre-purchase yeah. and to download that build now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, 
it'll be interesting to see if that pattern continues or if next year we may have an E3 blowout that we never got this year. Yeah. Well, and it is interesting. And I don't want to be like, there weren't games I wasn't that I didn't enjoy. There are a ton of games that came out this year that I've super enjoyed and loved. And I think it was a great, a great year. I don't think it's been their best year, but I think it's been a really solid year. And there are still content I, I am looking forward to as well. Very excited to see what 2021 it has in plan for Nintendo. Let's move on to another piece, a couple pieces of, of uh, interesting news. Uh, Jesse, do you want to go through this? There's some uh, other Super Mario 35 anniversaries and what's going on here? Yeah, so I think last week we talked about two additional missions on the Super Mario 35th anniversary website page. Uh, earlier, a few days ago, I just looked just to say, gee, I bet, I wonder if they have a new mission out there. And, you know, they do. It's they give you a they give you a link to an Amazon page that has Mario and Mario timeline and information with links to either pre-purchase an item, or pre-order an item, or buy an item. And if you scroll, so the mission is okay. I I guess I didn't write the name of the mission, but basically you go to the website, scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a do fun stuff, score great rewards link. Click that. You go back to the missions page and that will trigger that mission success of you going to the Amazon page. And in addition to that, you'll get a hundred platinum points. Mm, okay. And, and we also seen uh, Amazon is doing some uh, kind of like special boxes, uh, Nintendo and Mario related boxes. Uh, so if you order a, an Amazon gift, you may randomly get a Nintendo, just the boxes Nintendo branded essentially. Yeah, I've seen, you know, I've delivered Amazon packages in the past. So I've seen, especially during the holiday season, they'll have these custom boxes, you know, you know, paid advertising for other things. But you know, now Nintendo's getting in on that, and I think it's pretty funny. So you might buy your Xbox Series X controller and get it in a Nintendo package box. I would love to see those photos if that happens, ladies and gentlemen. I would love to see that. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, folks, keep doing those Mario 35 anniversary stuff. They're they're going to eventually be like, hey, by the way, now you can redeem it for another set of pins or something. Yeah, so, they, they uh, did say there's going to be a second set of pins. They didn't say when. Yeah. So, we'll, so I'll be, try to be keep prepared an eye out for that. Absolutely. Be prepared. And, be pre- yeah. <laughs> and then the final thing, and of course, Jesse, having you in this pocket will be a great opportunity. Uh, Pokemon Go has had the best revenue year to date, and they estimate that 2020 years of revenue have reached $1 billion over the last 10 months, providing a lifetime revenue of $4 billion, of over $4 billion. Jesse, these are insane numbers. Talk to me a little bit about Pokemon Go. What do you think of this? I'm not surprised because you know Pokemon Go did and Niantic did a lot of things to – an attempt to keep people playing in the pandemic, you know, allowing you to, you know, do more things from home. You have remote raids, which of course, to if you, they're giving away a ton of remote raid passes, but still, if you run out and need to buy more, you can, you can redeem your coins for that. You need coins. There's a real money purchase. So, and I'm probably still dumping, I'm playing two accounts. I'm probably putting at least, Fifty dollars a month between the two accounts. Wow! In, wow! You know, because I go through a lot of incubators, so yep. yeah, I'm I'm I am not a small. I'm I, I am a significant portion of the one billion. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> and then another, a difference I didn't know to put it in the notes here, but a breakdown 
of the 4 billion lifetime sales they had by region. Mm-hmm. And the, the U.S. has the biggest slice at like 1.6 billion. Sure. Japan had the second biggest slice at 1.4 billion. Okay. That's a significant population difference and to yeah, yeah. spend just as much money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, so that's, that's very interesting. So that's kind of almost impressive. Yeah. And, and uh, there's something here, uh, else here that kind of impressed me from a, from a Pokemon perspective. And I'm not going to think this is uh, – I want to take credit. This is my original thought, right? Sure it shocked do. me. Uh, I was listening to the Kind of Funny Games cast uh, this week, and Tim Geddes and host covered this. But essentially, like, if you put together the sales of, like, all the Pokemon games on consoles, right, presuming retail costs of, like, $60, whatever it is, that still doesn't equal the $4 billion in lifetime sales. And that is – and again, this is over four years. Most of them are Game Boy portables, which, you know, would used to be capped at 30 to 35, then it went up to – Went up to forty with 3ds. Yeah, I think the like the gold and silver remake mm-hmm. was actually forty five because it come it came with a pedometer, so yeah. the game was extra hardware, so they could charge the extra price. But yeah, so and then it wasn't until Let's Go and Sword and Shield where they were sixty. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, and then and then you offer the DLC as well, right? The the DLC or the season pass, right? The time right. So you that, that brings it up to close to a hundred. Close to 100. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, Pokemon and Pokemon Go specifically, such a cultural touchstone and zeitgeist, right, when it came out. And, you, you know, you could see everyone doing it. I remember you know, we were still in Lethbridge at that time. We hadn't moved yet. Kind of going down to the local, there was kind of a local uh, downtown garden area. And just like you just see people like on the corner. You know, you could see what they're doing. They're swiping, right? They're spinning. It's such a, it's such a, a, a an event, and there's such a following for it, right? Um, so, and I know that you're you're a big fan of it as well. What keeps what keeps you coming back to Pokemon Go? Yeah, I, it's just one of those habit games. You know, you just things that you. It's kind of been my, especially during you know during the, the pandemic. You know, you know we're supposed to stay home as much as we can. But you know what I'm playing. I'm normally out driving. I don't leave my car, so I'm still socially distanced. You know, if I if I do a raid, I'll drive as close as I can to it. And again, one of the th- things they added f- as an enhancement because of the pandemic is they doubled the radius of the distance you can need to be to interact with gyms and stops. So yeah. things that were I might have had to get out of the car and walk five feet before. Now I can re- I can reach it from my car, so even though yeah. I might, I might, I've gone out almost pretty much every day in you know March, April, May, but I was in my car the entire time. You know, I was just driving my little route of like five or six miles to mm-hmm. to look for raids, spin my stops, and it just just became habit. That was my wind down after a day of work. Sure, because yeah. you know I, I work here at this desk that you can't see because of my background. But, uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's my, I need to get out of the house moment. So I'm out, you know, I could be out for 10 or 15 minutes and be home. I could have, I could find raids and not be home for an hour and a half. But yeah. it, it depends on what I need to do. I, I remember uh, getting up in the mornings and going for a morning walk in, in like the summer, um, you know, getting up about five o'clock in the morning and going for about a four, about a three to four kilometer walk. 
uh, every morning. And it was just like, and I just, it was just kind of know where the Pokemon stops was, but it was, a, it was a reason to get up and moving. Right. It was a bit of, it was gave a bit of exercise. Um, yeah. And it was, it was really if, quite if good. I ha- if I had more stops and gyms in a walking distance, I mm-hmm. would probably do that more often, but I don't. There's yeah. probably one, one gym and one stop that are in, in reasonable walking distance. Sure. So that's why I, I kind of still have to, you know, drive around. Like there's, there's a, there's a mile stretch on uh, Johnson Drive in my city, maybe where there's, there's 15 to 20 stops. So if I can do it outside of rush hour and if you drive slow enough, you know, and, and you remember I have the Pokemon Pokeball Plus. Yep. So th- that will auto spin stops for me. So I'm not doing this while I'm driving. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't but, be bust his chops, folks. Right. So, you know, that, and that, that's the main reason why I try to drive there. If I drive slow enough, I'll spin all those stops just driving a mile. Yeah. Yeah. And that's then great. I end up having to throw away like probably six or seven hundred Pokeballs a month because I have so <laughs> many that I never use. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. But yeah, folks, let us know in the comments. Are you still playing Pokemon Go? Uh, we see people in their chat here. Uh, let me know. Like um, a dragon says, screw Pokemon Go. Real Poke fans play Pokemon Cafe. Pokemon Cafe. Wow, that's uh, a. <laughs> that's I'm going I'm I'm to I... one up you. I'm going to one up you that one. Uh, was it Mecha Dragon who said that? Yeah. yeah. Mecha Dragon, I'm going to one up you. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle. You know what I'm saying? Like, get on the shuffle train. See, I played Cafe that first launch day when I did a live stream on it and yep. never went back to it. I did the exact same thing. It's literally on my on my app right there. And I I'm think like, I probably oh, yeah. already deleted it off my iPad. That. Yeah, I have I have all the Nintendo app stuff, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Cinco uh, says I still play I play occasionally still I do that as well. Like if I'm somewhere and I'm waiting, you know, like my wife uh, when I pick her up from her office, um, they have a Pokemon stop right there, so pull up and I'm like, oh, I'll just do a quick little spin, yeah. grab a couple of walls. And Pokemon Go recently added Mega Evolutions to select Pokemon, and I like kind of like how they do it. You know, like they'll open up a, a chain of missions that'll give you mega energy for that species mm-hmm. you know, because they and like the f- they haven't done it for all of them yet i think there's only six like seven or eight different ones uh so like i'll use charizard as an example like the first time you evolve a charizard into either mega x or mega y it'll cost 400 of these of these energies and then it would then be mega for four hours. So it would have stat buffs, mm. CP buff, hit point buff. And then at the end of four hours, it would go back to normal. They've sent, and you could have a maximum of a 999 energy. They've since increased it to 2000 energy and doubled the time of that it is mega. So when you turn one into a mega, it's now eight hours. And then if you evolve the same one in the future to mm-hmm. a mega, the cost will be less, like down to 40 mm. instead of 400 or 200. I maybe I think it was 200 and then it goes down to 40. But that that's on that specific Pokemon. If you evolve a different Charizard, it'll be 200 again. And and it, it's it'll be, if I go Mega X, it'll be 200. And then if I go, go Mega again the next day, it'll say you can do X for 40 or Y for 200. So each one you have to pay the higher price of once. Then once you mm. do, and then then so that's how that's how that's being handled. And they've gotcha. been just kind of slow rolling those like Houndoom, Pidgeot, mm. and uh, Gengar is the latest one that's mega 
mega capable. Interesting. Okay. Very I'm sure cool. they'll make a. I'm sure they'll make a big deal about Mewtwo at some point because that's the other one that has two evolutions. Sure. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, all right, folks. That has kind of been into our news. Let's jump into what we've been playing. Before we start, you know, Miz says in yeah. the chat, "I play Pogo every day as part of my life." And he was with the one day I did live stream for uh, Pokemon Go Fest. Mm-hmm. He was with me in the chat pretty much the entire day. So that, that's great. And that kind of helped nice me keep stuff. going. And he gave me hints on how to uh, take out the Team Go Rocket leaders and Giovanni. Nice. That is awesome. Thank you, Miz, for doing that. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, Jesse, you and I have both been playing Pikmin 3 Deluxe, so maybe we'll talk about that jointly but uh, together, but maybe why, why don't you tackle some of the little bits and bobs that you've been playing first, and we'll do a little bit of joint uh, Pikmin 3, and then maybe I'll just finish off with what I've been playing. Is that fair? That, sound, that sounds fair to me. All All right. Right. So I've been playing more Dragon Quest 7. Um, I'm, I'm up to like 82 hours now, so I'm, in prob- I'm approaching the end stretch before I roll credits. I okay. don't know whether I'll grind to try to take out the super boss. I don't think I ever took it out the first time through, but that's, that's what I spent most of my time doing playing more, you know, super Mario 35. They, uh, I am, I think I hit 97 yesterday and I'll hit 98 tomorrow. That's Uh, pretty. uh, The, the mega, Monthly Mayhem is done in a few days, maybe maybe even tomorrow. So I was hoping to get to 100. I don't think I will. It's because I have not won a game in over a month, and it is really frustrating. So like, I'll play once or twice, and then I'll say, okay, I, I need to put this down because it's upsetting me. <laughs> I got second and third so many times, but I just can't get first anymore. So I, want, well, I, I had like 120 games played and 14 wins. Now I have like 190 games played and still have 14 wins. <laughs> I have I have put a total of like 30 minutes into that game and I have not played any of it since then. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. It just I just didn't bother. Um, and I, I think I had other things that kind of took my attention. But uh, yeah, so I should go back and give it a shot. I'm hoping that they add some new stuff to it to kind of put breathe more life into it, like they did with Tetris 99 with the themes. Like, yep. I'll go in and play for an hour or two to get the theme, and then I'll put it down again. But this one, I'm probably going to be ready to put it down soon, unless they do something new. And up until, like, that last month, I might step it up again, where everyone mm-hmm. will come back to get their final play in. Yeah. And I want to, you know, and while we're actually on that topic of Dragon Quest, I want to throw this question at you, Jesse. Uh, Spider Shinna in our Discord asked the questions, with Square Enix talking about celebrating Dragon Quest 35th anniversary, I'm wondering what Jesse thinks is the deal, is the ideal celebration for us it would be, and any chance we'll ever see it uh, released in the West? I think, I think, well, I, if it's a mainline game, I think it'll, they'll release it in the West because 11 has been a big hit. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see ten translated and uh, released. I don't think that'll ever happen because it's an MMO and that's got a ton of text. What I, th- you know, the 11s is getting released to re-release on PS4, released on Xbox and on Steam next month. So if it wasn't for that, I would think maybe they're looking work, working on Dragon Quest Twelve. If they're just releasing 
11s for all the other platforms they probably aren't that ready for to make that announcement yet I, I would you know I think other possibilities might be re-releasing the 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 Zenithian trilogy uh, four five and six on switch mm-hmm. and other systems like like last last year they released one two and three I'd like to see nine. You know, also re-released with updated network support because current that's only been released one time on the DS, and the the network support on that is officially dead. And mm-hmm. that's again, you know, that's when I'm done with seven. Next time I'm ready to play Dragon Quest again, nine will be the game I go to. And I, I did have it configured to go to a custom server to that duplicates some of the official service functions to try to get sure. that benefit. But I'll have to double check my settings and see if those are still valid. Okay. <laughs> but cool. I think I don't, there might be side games. I know they've been doing a lot with mobile and I'm not a fan of the mobile stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think a, a game just released like Dragon Quest Tact just recently released in Japan. And I don't think it's here yet, but it's supposed to come here soon. I, I'd like to see something more done on the console side than mobile side. But I think sure. kind of those are like the, other than just some other new game that I haven't seen coming, I think those are the viable options. Yeah, you uh, you are correct. Dragon Quest Tac has a release date of July 16th, 2020 on iOS and Android. Um, so it looks like it's out now. I don't Could know. Be wrong? I, no, maybe it's, I've been seeing some other stuff that says it's a closed beta. So Yeah, I th- that's what I was thinking. I think it could be Japan only. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, what else have you been playing there, okay. Jesse? Then I... I I picked this up last week, but didn't get a chance to play it until yesterday. But a game called Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. Sure. Which I just saw yeah, that, that and reasonable. laughed. You know, you know, we, we've had, we've seen Picross games crossed over with other genres before. So this one is crossover with a dating sim. So I recorded. I I didn't live stream it, but I recorded about forty five minutes or 50 minutes last night that is out on youtube now uh it's it, it takes a different approach but i can understand why because you know normally in a dating sim if you you, you pick a route and mm-hmm. there's like no going back you can't backtrack and change your mind and pick a different route mid-game but he, here you have multiple branching paths and and there are different puzzles locked behind each path. So it's kind of like uh, Radiant Historia, where you have a, a timeline tree, and you can kind of go back to previous points at any time and do other things. So if so, you can have a branching path that will all meet together. So you can like, do all four paths before continuing the joint path. And kind of get the, the entire storyline in in one playthrough instead of having to play it through four or five times, you know, I, uh, Arcade Spirits, I think it was earlier this year, was a game I played. I I didn't do all. That is a uh, dating sim and only a dating sim, but I think I I did play it through at least twice to see various endings. I don't think I've played it more than that, but there was like six or seven different routes to take in that game. Mm-hmm. So then what? Excuse me. When you start day two, it unlocks a side section where you kind of go through a, a labyrinth 
Mm-hmm. And just it's just puzzle, 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 no story. And you get to what they call the halfway point, and you cannot continue at that point until you've completed someone's route. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to play day two, and then that had like two or three splits to do. So it took me a while to play through those, and now I'm ready to start day three. Next time, next time I pick it up. So there's Picross puzzles is a Picross puzzle, and it's, the controls are very Jupiter-like. So I'm, I was able to like pick it up and play it without even going through tutorials. It just everything just worked the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of settings to help customize the game. If you need extra hints or less hints, you can turn them on and off. So That's the story great. is just stupid, insane, and okay. but it, it's funny that way. It's it's not. Oh, more story. It's, I'm interested in the story. I think it's funny. It's just these characters just are morons and they have issues, but that's what makes them interesting to read. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. And then I, I didn't have this in the notes, but the last thing I want to talk about is I, we got a review oh, yeah. copy, a unit of mm-hmm. the PhotoFast G Power. It's a, it's a portable dock similar to the Genki. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did a video. I did reco- I recorded an unboxing and demonstration of its use yesterday. It is not yet live, but will be probably within this, before this weekend. Yeah. And it's uh, a little bigger than I thought it was for a, a mini dock, but still it's definitely smaller than the big dock. There's no sure. USB-A ports. It's just USB-C and HDMI, but it, it works. It does what it's supposed to do. And... This does retail for ninety nine dollars, so it's more expensive mm-hmm. than a regular dock. But this is four yep. K. Comp- this is four K compatible. So if you like have like a, a newer Mac or iPad that can have has USB Cs out, you can you can send four K signals to your TV. So this isn't yeah. designed for the Switch, but it works with the Switch. Mm, okay. In fact, they they, they use it. They use a Switch on their box promo shot <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And so that that yep. video. That, Showing that that how I have that set up and demonstration will be out this weekend. Yep, that's great. Yeah, awesome. And big thanks for them to send that over as well. Uh, I think always finding those solutions, especially kind of, you know, travel docs, I think are always great. You know, and I talk about how much I love my Genki one. It's absolutely fantastic as well. Jesse, let's talk about a game that you and I have both been playing. And it's Pikmin 3 Deluxe, right? How do you feel about it? What's your thoughts on it? How's it going? Well, I, I I've literally got my playthrough done in like less than three days. So, okay. so you're done <laughs> I, the game completely. Yeah, I'm not interested in trying the harder difficulty levels. So okay. I'm, I'm okay. okay with that. I think the uh, so the Wii U version only had one difficulty. They might have had a higher. I don't remember. I don't think so. But basically, the Wii U's normal is the Switch's hard. Mm, yes. Yeah. 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 So if that. you if you choose the Switch's Normal, that's easy mode. Basically, you have more nectar uh-huh. and uh, it, it gives you more hints, like floating blue arrows all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, but. And the, and the amount of Pikmin that you're allowed changes too, doesn't it? I guess it's an ultra spicy mode. You're yeah. Normal and hard is 100. That's the base, yeah. of, that's the base yeah. amount. Ultra spicy is, uh, has no nectar and limited to 60, which that would make the boss fight significantly difficult. Yeah, for sure. Because I think I when I when I finished that boss fight, I, I think I was down to like thirty. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, okay, yeah. So you were just scraping by then, by the skin of your Pikmin teeth. Yeah. Okay. So 
the uh, how far have you gotten before I go on to the extras? So I'm on to day eight, I think. So not super, okay, super so you, far yeah, into it. So you're only half an hour in or so. Uh, maybe an hour. What, the way that I've been playing, I'm about two hours in. <laughs> okay. uh, it's taken me a little bit of time to, to kind of find my footing on it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. But uh, yeah, talk to me a little bit about what you're thinking. Okay. So when you get to a certain point in the story, you'll then unlock story mode. So story missions that those are new for the switch that they, they focus on Olimar and Louie. Mm-hmm. And well, I won't spoil story about what happened, what, what, but what or why it's happening, but basically what you do is you have at that point, you have four days to play that are very Pikmin two like, okay. You are searching for treasures mm. and that, you know, that was the goal of Pikmin two finding treasures because your company's in debt and that's how you're you are you are tasked to get out of debt. Yeah. And once you get to then a point the point where you you okay, I won't I won't even go there. But but you know, after the four days you can't continue until post game. Okay. So once you once you roll credits, then you'll have access to the second set of story missions. Which then chronologically happens after the end of the game. Okay. okay. There starts. It's is a mix of of things that you have to do, but the ultimate story is then similar to the Pikmin one, where you have to find parts to your ship. Okay. Though not every day is finding a parts of the ship. They they start out really small, like just pluck all the Pikmin you can find, get a hundred Pikmin, and next is. You know, get as you know. So there's, they, they do mix up the missions, but there are a total of ten days in that section. Nice. So basically, I, I, I rolled, I beat the boss, rolled credits, did all the story missions, then I went back and got all the fruit I was missing. I got forty six out of the sixty six. Yeah. Which gives you kind of a mediocre ending. It doesn't sound very positive. Okay. But uh, then I went, got all the missing fruit, beat the boss again. And then the, the ending was more uplifting. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Vitendo says, Pikmin is the first real-time strategy game I've played other than StarCraft, liking it more than I expected to. Yeah, I don't like uh, real-time strategy games. You know, I've tried StarCraft, StarCraft Two, a few other ones, non-Blizzard, and I don't like any of them. You know, but, sure. So you know, I did like... Uh, Steam World Heist. I, you know, I, I've been yep. a Pikmin fan a since, since the original game on GameCube. Mm-hmm. So there, there, if the game is has a good story and doesn't require me to multitask too much, I'm okay yeah. with it. You know, this here you're multitasking a little bit, but no more than three times. Yeah, and, and then it, everything has to dis- go around a captain. Yeah, and that is kind of the thing that I that I enjoy. That I was thinking about this. You know, that Nintendo has done really well. Um, and the Nintendo franchise does really well is they kind of like they roll these fran- these um, game genres that could feel challenging or hard to get ourselves around and they wrap them into the, this kind of nice little present or nice little design me- mechanic or scheme that doesn't feel daunting. It feels like, oh, really cool. Because to your point, yeah, Pikmin is, a, is an RTS, but you're like, Oh yeah, but it's just, it's it's like a super fun RTS. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. just well, it, cha- it it changes a little bit. I think of like uh, 
Mario and Rabbits, right? That's, that's a so that's a so that's a, that's built in the frame of a SOCOM, right? right. Like Wait, so, got to back. I'm actually of my, my my myself. You know, heist is turn based, not real time. Yes, and, and yeah. as as is your XCOM and your rabbits. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's I think it's fa- I think it's uh, fantastic. One of the things I've really enjoyed. Like, so I didn't play. I had Pikmin three on the Wii U. Uh, and just for also for those of you that are like, Justin said he wasn't going to get Pikmin 3. Rah, he must have changed his mind. What happened there? Uh, it, this this was provided to us by Nintendo. Uh, I expressed interest in it. Jesse had already got it, had already downloaded it. So I it fell to me and I was happy to play. Uh, but I am going to say this. I'm, I'm happy to be playing. I'm really, really enjoying it. I did. I do have it on the Wii U, uh, but hadn't got into it as well. There's some nice little quality of life changes in this. Uh, I do find I do find this about it couple things i do like about it i really like the split split screen option i think that's really really cool uh, allowing for you know additional players whether it's whether it's his partner or spouse or whether it's you're playing with your kids i think it's a really nice feature and that's something i haven't done because there's no one else here yeah. would play that will play that with me uh yeah. but some what one of the uh post-game missions literally has your characters split and the goal is to find each other Oh, okay. So if, and that is, I, it took me four times to do that just because mm. these, those are time limited. So, yeah. and so you have to do everything in a time limit. So you have to know what you're doing. You have to queue up one while you're moving someone else. And if, if that was split screen, that would have been so much easier. Yeah. And I, and I think the other part I do like about it, especially in that split screen, is it gives you that option of like one player or two player. Like, how do you want to play this match? How do you want to start in? So I think there's a nice drop in, drop out functionality for parents uh, from a gaming perspective, right? And I think of like if I hand this sword to my kids, I could see that they they play it for a bit. And I think it's adorable and, and they have some fun. But I think they could definitely sponsor like, yeah, I, Dad, I'm frustrated. I can't get past this. You know, I'm heading off to bed. Dad, can you can you solve this puzzle for me? Right? Can you finish this? Well, like, well you know, tomorrow by tomorrow morning. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll jump over to being one player and I can probably get it done, right? So there's some nice scalableness of it. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. I, th- I think I think it's great. Um, definitely, I think, worth the time. Um, I, I'm really enjoying There is obviously some... It takes a little bit of time to get used to the controls, right? There's a lot going on, especially as an oh. RTS, right? Oh. I got to send these troops over there. It's this color. I've got to throw you. I actually have to... Because there's two captains, I need to, like... I need to spend some time over here, and but I need to actually you know split my time over here, and I need to send Pikmin across the water. Ah, right. So there does. What there's control a lot of scheme are you using? Pro controller. Okay, I, I, I haven't. I have used motion controls since, you know, since since the the remakes on the Wii. So and when I when I played on the Wii U, I I did motion controls. So. I, I tried doing motion controls with the Switch, and I, I did. It was successful, but it was yeah. a lot of fighting. Yeah. That thing drifted like crazy because the way if, if I'm push, pushing a button over and over again to like throw fifty Pikmin across the water, yeah, the the reticle is literally drifting. Uh, uh, even though yeah. I'm not moving the Joy-Con at all, yeah. other than just pushing the button, that causes it to drift. So it's yeah. constantly resetting and, and readjusting. So at one point, I'm start. You, you can't see this in the audio, but if you can see this in the video, so like I'm starting off here doing a cycle. By the end of the mission of the of the, that task in like 30 mm-hmm. seconds, I'm like this. Yeah. yeah. And, and one time, literally, I was trying to move the reticle right. So you know, move my move my arms right, 
I it was moving left with my hand. It was moving right. It was drifting that bad. So I'm like, yeah. so yeah, I knew that was going to be a problem because you know, seven billion humans did the same thing to me. Uh, yeah. That and th- I wish that that was nicer. Yeah, that's fair. But it, yeah, it, I, I do like I do like the motion control because he had more more freedom on the screen. Yeah. But it's you know with with the drift, it's just yeah ugly. I'm going to say that I, I'd recommend picking this up. Now, again, you know, if you're, you know, I think you used this comment before, it's new to somebody, right? Well, as we've talked about before on the Wii U, it sold like 1.2 million copies. We have an installation base of 68 million. So for about 67 million of you, this is a new game. Uh, so I'd recommend giving it a shot. Maybe if you're questioning it, maybe it seems a bit difficult. There is a demo out on the eShop, and the great part about that demo is it actually transfers the data over into the actual game as well. So there is safe data that goes over. I'd recommend giving the game a shot, giving it a try. I recommend it. I, I've been having a ton of fun. It's kind of a game, and it's a game that actually, it's one of those games that I can't, oh, I want to keep going back to. I intend on playing a fair chunk of it during Extra Life stream as well. Uh, so I'm excited to get, jump yeah, into the it. The demo lasts until the first boss, which I did it in three days. Mm-hmm. I would presume if it takes you five days, it'll let you do it in five days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Great. Okay. Anything else you want us to close on that one there, uh, Jesse, for Pikmin? I think I covered everything. Okay. Fair enough. I almost uh, forgot cover- about the controls and you reminded me. There you, I'm glad we talked about it. But again, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm just really impressed with how accessible it is for that, that's that split screen. That was a great thing they added. The, the bingo audition, the jumping in and out co-op, the side missions. There's a lot of value in that package that also wasn't there in the Wii U's value as well. So uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, the graphics don't really look like they've changed much, by the way. Uh, they look very much. Not Wii, at all. Yeah. And I, I think they, it's still, I don't even think it's been upscaled. I think it's still 720p. Yeah. And not saying the graphics are like horrendous, but you can definitely be like, oh yeah, you know, just. Oh, the graphics, you know, like the background art is great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do. They do. It's, it's such a it's such a great like honey. I shrunk the kids kind of aesthetic, right? Um, and, and so it's awesome. Uh, a couple of the games that I have been playing, uh, I have been continuing to play Control. I talked about this last week. Uh, Control Cloud version. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have really been enjoying it. Really been playing it uh, a fair bit. I have not experienced any huge issues with being cloud being. Um, connected right not having it on the hard the on the actual native to the device but rather through a launcher uh haven't experienced anything you know so i really enjoy it i'm really happy that i that i'm having that experience and it's going really well so i would recommend it um now i do want to say because we were having a really healthy conversation about this last week we did get some uh, uh an email into our inbox so i want to take a quick moment here and give a bit of a read because i think it's a nice kind of devil's advocate or or second part of the enthusiasm that I kind of had for cloud gaming. And this message came from Scott. And I just want to say that Scott also said, Hey, feel free to, to paraphrase this on the air. So it's not as crazy. So let's just dive into it. And uh, Jesse be interested in your thoughts as well. Scott says, I had to write in the, I had to write in to comment, uh, comment on the whole cloud gaming thing coming to the switch. Cloud gaming takes everything that's bad about digital only games and makes it far worse. It's bad for retrograde gaming. It's bad for the millions of people with poor inter- internet. And it's ultimately bad for all games as it encourages game publishers and developers to move in the wrong direction. This is also extremely bad for people who either A, don't buy games right when they're released or B, don't finish games in a short amount of time. 
um, or both. For example, I'm currently working through The Witcher 3. Dragon Quest Eleven is still on my list to go. I still need to finish Skyrim. I haven't gotten very far in Doom yet either, and so on, so on. Any world of temporary games, due to them being cloud games, and therefore at the whim of the back-end runner, runner uh, running for the game to even work, is t- uh, terrific and anti-consumer. Terrifying. Um, terrifying and anti-consumer. We should not be encouraging this. And a digital-only world, especially a cloud gaming world, is absolutely toxic to any concept of retro gaming in the future. I know a lot of you play old games in emulators. Imagine if it was possible. Uh, imagine if that was impossible. How much you'd miss that? Uh, miss out on that as well. So much of a great value would be lost. But all of those impatient people doing all digital are ushering in such a future. It's deeply sad. Also. I need to correct a comment made point of uh, regarding the point of physical games over digital. Us physical loyalists don't want physical because of lack of SD spare, uh, SD spare or concerns about what needs well, to be downloaded. I think it's supposed to be space. But yeah. Space, yeah. Um, so having a big download doesn't negate the point of buying the physical version over digital. We want physical so that we can loan it to a friends and family and be able to resell it later if we choose to recoup some of our money. We don't really own, you don't really own digital cloud games, but with physical, you do. Yes, I know technology has moved, so it allows for cloud gaming to be possible. But like is often said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that is from Scott. And I think Scott um, definitely, I think, shows us a different perspective or different um, view into that cloud game. I think there's some definite valid points in there. Um you know, I think, Scott, one of the things that I, I'm going to just lean into this statement here, and I'm going to kind of provide my pivot and my counter on it, you don't really own digital games, but uh, um, I, I understand that. I understand I don't own this. As a person who's not a collector, who's rather looking to for experiences, this going digital allows me to have an experience that would traditionally not have been accessible to me. So, yes, I recognize that at any point they could pull the plug on control and I don't get to finish that game or finish that experience. And, of course, there are tons of other things that I have on the go. So there's a little bit of that managing of, of time and energy. I will say that that it, it is that it does kind of make me say, I do want to finish that experience quicker. And not that they have announced that they're pulling the plug, by the way. And I believe I saw a, a tweet going out that says that if they are decide to shut down the cloud services, you get basically six months notice for it as well. I understand I don't own it and I'm okay with that in relation to that component of it because I'm there for an experience. I'm not there to put something on my shelf. Um, obviously if that, ex- when that experience leaves, and I don't own it and I don't have it anymore. That's disappointing. But um, I-, I think if the buyer knows what they're getting into, then I think that they're, they, that, it, that that's their, that's their choice. Um, the other components that you did mention here, which Marty raised last week as well is, just broad, you know, internet connection. Yeah, I totally get it. it. It can't be for everyone, right? So you can't have that exposure. Would I prefer, you know, would I have preferred a native version of Control? Yeah, I would have, right? Uh, that would be awesome. I, I prefer uh, uh, going down to EB Games and picking up a native version for my Switch. That'd be great. But unfortunately, it's not an option. Where I have a chance to buy physical, I, 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 I will. Uh, but I'm also not buying it as a collector, I'm, I'm just, I, I choose games for the experiences that I want from them. Um, so I think, but I do think here, you know, so Scott, thank you for sending that in. I think there's some really good counters to that. Um, and, and here's the other part as well. I will say in our like discord community, 
this kind of like this like divided the line, right? There's you know we have Democrats and Republicans, but there, there was a real fight about like cloud gaming and not cloud gaming going on in our Discord chat. Um, but a healthy conversation nonetheless. So Scott, I do appreciate your input. Jesse, what are your thoughts on this, or maybe have they changed at all? Uh, well, you know, you know, I've been um, pretty much almost 100% digital since the 3DS allowed it. You know, you know, when 3DS launched, that wasn't a thing. In, in fact, you know, I couldn't. I remember I couldn't find my uh, Ocarina of Time cart, so mm. bought it again. Because at that point, because it wasn't available for dig- digitally at first, it was since made available dig- dig- digitally. I bought it digitally, and then the next week they lowered it the price to twenty dollars. But <laughs> of course they did. Of course but, they did. Yeah, but I, I understand. You know, I know many gamers buy and trade, buy and sell all the time, and keep a a small collection inventory, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I have never been one of those people. You know, even though I don't play, you know. Every game I have outside, maybe I could have buy could buy a game, play it for maybe an hour, and never touch it again. I still like to like keep it. That's just the way my brain works. So mm-hmm. there's no other than possible discounts buying an older game physically versus digitally. To me, it's the same. Either sure. either way, you know, as long as long as the store remains active. You know, or I can continue to to buy or re-download a game I bought and then deleted. You know, it's I'll, I'll always have access to that to that data without being being able to dig through fifteen boxes of junk. Like I still have PS2 games and Wii games in boxes behind me. That yeah, you know, actually, if I found some games I completely forgot I had. Yeah, like <laughs> like uh, the. Pac-Man versus. I actually found that yesterday, the other day. It's on, on my bookshelf. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so for me, you know, I'm I'm okay with digital. The streaming, I I am still reluctant on that. You know, I've done like remote play on PS4 before, mm-hmm. where I the game is still owned on my PS4, and I'm streaming to my my computer to play yeah. the game. In fact, I did that once on a vacation over the internet. It was laggy, <laughs> but I was playing Persona 5. It didn't have to be great. It's turn-based. Yep. It's fine. Uh, so, And then, you know, like Xbox Series X is going to do that out of the box. I'm pretty sure PlayStation 5 is going to do this, a similar thing as well. And But when it comes to retro games streaming, that is, you know, kind of not a fun experience. I, there's... There is a service called AntStream that does exactly that. They have, they run emulated arcade games and Atari games and older games that you can play on your browser. You know, I think it's, I, I signed up for a 30 day free subscription, played it for 20 minutes and canceled and said, don't charge me. I'm never logging in again. Okay. <laughs> but it's there. Like I played a game of Burger Time and it, it worked, yep. but. There are so many better ways to do it. Sure. <laughs> of course, you know, I have that arcade machine over in that corner, which mm-hmm. is probably the optimal way for me to emulate an arcade game. But again, yes. for those who don't have that, there are still better ways to do it. And and I think, I, and I found out about that service because of Atari, the VCS s- said that they were supporting that service on their hardware. 
So that's why I tried it out. I'm like, okay, this is garbage. You know, if I want to play an old Atari game or an old emulated arcade game, I want it natively downloaded and running on the system, not over streaming. So hope they say this, they're going to do that as well, but we'll, we'll find out. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's, uh, it's, it'll be a fascinating world to see, to see what happens and where Nintendo goes with it as well. Yeah. And uh, going back into his email a bit, you know, I don't, I can't speak for Witcher, but Dragon Quest 11, you know, that, that would have been my game of the year last year if I played it last year. And that's uh, 120 hours, so uh, buckle in, you're in for a ride. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio Contrario says, or Antonio says, I purchase physical and digital depending on the game. Uh, do want uh, do what feels right. If you continue to purchase physical, companies will continue to publish physical and vice versa. And we also see the other part of that, and I 100% agree there, Antonio. I, I, I am, you know, some games I... Obviously, there are games that when they come out, they are digital, right? Like it's a, you know, I'll give a great example. Scorchbringer, uh, which I'm, Scorchbringer? Scorchbringer, which I'm really, uh, Scorchbringer, which I'm really enjoying. It super, it's came out digitally. They just announced like, oh, this week that they are going to have a physical version come out. And they are, and you see the, you see companies partnering with, um, Jesse, what's that company? Limited, Limited Run. Uh, Limited, thank you. Limited Run. So we do see physical runs of these games. But typically, like when a game hits and, and it's a digital game, like I kind of want the, the game now. Bigger releases, so like Age of Calamity. I'm getting reminds a physical. me. I bought. I ordered Chante. That's coming. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Age of Calamity. It's a physical version. I'll pick that up. Uh, Phoenix Rising. Uh, I'll pick that. I'll pick that up physically. Right. I do a little. I do a little bit of like managing my SD card. Right. I don't like. I'm not. You know. I don't want to pick. If like I got all the Bioshock games and uh, Borderlands. If those could have been physical. If those could have been physical and not had a massive patch. Probably would have would have would have done that as well. Witcher, I picked up being physical because I didn't want yeah. to Again, have that, that, forty that, gigs. That's still a benefit only for Switch. If you're on the other systems, it's it's an install. So you're you're playing off a hard drive or SSD yeah. in the new systems, yeah. regardless if you digitally buy it or physically buy it. Yeah, exactly. So and then yeah. it's still equally patched. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot going on there. Speaking of games that I have played, Jesse, indulge me for a couple of moments here, would you? What's that? Last, last game I've been playing. Ladies and gentlemen, you know my my frustration with Apex Legends not being available on the Nintendo Switch, my shooty-shooty game. Uh, so I was frustrated, and I was seeing all these tweets from Apex, and they were like, it's available on Steam. And I was like, grr, I don't have Steam. And then I was like, I do have Steam. What am I well, doing with my life? Guess what? If you didn't have Steam, it's free you do to now. get Steam. I know. <laughs> so I forgot I had downloaded it because we'd done some uh, reviews for, or some early looks at some games developers were putting on Switch but had early access to Steam. So I downloaded uh, I downloaded Apex Legends uh, Season 6 or Season 7 and I jumped in, built myself an account and jumped in and played it today. And so this is the first time I have done any Steam gaming whatsoever. And I was able to Bluetooth my Nintendo Switch to my laptop. And well, I, I I think my Steam library is like 300 games. Yeah. And and for those of you that do not know, like I'm literally running on this laptop. I am running on a, on a ThinkPad laptop. Uh, and, it, and, it, and much kind of like the last comment. Just because you could doesn't mean necessarily that you should. Uh, I do. I do. I am able to play. There is a little bit of. Um, I'm not a huge graphics kind of like connoisseur. You can definitely tell that you're that I'm pushing the the laptop to swing a little bit above its weight. But I will say that from my experience with Apex, it is definitely what I was asking for. It is definitely that lovely, lovely kind of Venn diagram of Overwatch meets Fortnite, and I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
yeah, so I, I, I'm hyped for it. I'll play some more of that. But it was my first experience with Steam. It's my first experience with Apex. Um, and uh, it was very cool, actually. So I'm, it got me even more excited for it to come to the Nintendo Switch when it inevitably does as well. I got a Our, funny Steam story. If, uh, oh, yeah, sure. If I, no, if we, well, I thought I had it. Now, it's, now it left me. But uh, okay. <laughs> if, I, if I remember it again, I'll, I'll bring it up. That's fair enough. Uh, Antonio asks, do you like Apex more than Rogue Company? At this point, yes, I do. And I've only played Apex for about uh, 90 minutes. Um, The environment, the world, uh, Rogue Company, I think, is still very good. um, But it's it's just not scratching that itch the way I want to. There's some some mechanics about it that aren't necessarily like Apex. They've got a really great, like, run-in slide, which feels really fantastic. The characters feel distinctly different. There is kind of some of these Overwatch features like Gibraltar very much has kind of like that Winston shield that we know from Overwatch. Um, the dialogue is is, is fun. Uh, the Just the arena is engaging, right? And I do kind of like that Roy, the Battle Royale push, um, some squad-based looting and shooting. It, it, to me, is kind of really scratching that itch. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep playing. Uh, and and uh, I will tell you, though, because I, maybe there's something I have to do in my settings I did like, oh, it's it's a Nintendo Switch controller. That's great. But like when I run up to like do my special, it does not say L, you know, L and R. It's like L, B, R, B or something like this. And I was like, uh, L2, R2. Yeah. I was like, what are we talking about here? Um, so it, uh, I think it's mapped to being like a, an Xbox controller. So that's taking a little bit of my brain having to, uh, to learn new things. And so I, my brain doesn't like learning new things. <laughs> uh, but it's getting there. It is getting there, uh, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I go ahead. Story. Good, uh, excellent. So, so the, the the PC I built before the current one that I'm using, mm-hmm. I built mm-hmm. it in 2011. So old by today's standards. Yes. When Final Fantasy 13 launched on Steam, for like, it was I think it was like 20 bucks. So I, I picked it up and tried to play it. Uh, I I call it reciprocal frame rate. Okay. It was seconds per frame. <laughs> okay it did not go well so so I, I, when i built this machine as a test i launched it i'm like okay that looks better <laughs> nice i like it cool all right uh jumping into we got a couple of questions here to ask from our community so do we uh community spotlight we got a bumper for that <laughs> Right. This yeah, question. I comes think from, there's only one question left. I think we've already hit everything. Uh, I, there's two actually. I've got them highlighted. So there was, there was one from Twitter uh, that I pulled. Oh, in, okay. Actually. I see the other yeah. one. That's okay. Uh, Brandon asks uh, on Twitter: Nintendo ads. I've noticed Nintendo has allowed third parties to use their IPs lately. Mario and Rabbits, Hyrule Warriors. Is this a new thing for Nintendo, or have I not noticed? Is this a new thing? I I don't know well, if it's a. I'm it was new when Mario just, and Rabbits did it. Yeah. Uh, and then since we've had Hyrule Warriors, we've had uh, Starlink. Starlink was the other one of those. Starlink. Star we've had Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, Necrodancer. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, why is my brain not working on that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and there was a big talk around last year, E3 time, when, when all these games were announced. And so it's, you know, by today's standards, not necessarily new, but new in the lifetime of Nintendo, it's relatively yeah. new. And yeah. we all agreed we wanted to see more of this. 
Yeah, I, th- I think this is I think this is a Nintendo understanding that you know they're just they're feeling more comfortable expanding their IPs or allowing them to be used in different ways. And this was part of the strategy from a business strategy they mentioned a couple of years ago, right? Where they're like, we're going to have theme parks and movies and all these other things, right? We want to get into kind of growing our IP and to be able to grow their IP, they need to be able to use to be used. But I think the thing that I would say that is I have never felt like uh, a Nintendo and third party collaboration has felt like outside of like, I've never been like, oh, that's not what Nintendo would have wanted with that. That's that doesn't that doesn't feel very Mario esque, right? Everything I think that I think like, the game like that, the movie from '92. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's a great example, right? You're like, this is not Nintendo esque. I think I think the 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 game that kind of I think set the bar for that really was Mario and Rabbids. Or was that '93? But it doesn't matter. It could have been. Yeah, I think it was Mario and Rabbids that really set that bar of like, wow, this is what you know. This is this is what. Mario feels like in this universe. Now there are some arguments of, well, like would Mario be using a blaster? You're like, okay, get over yourself. Right. But like everything else felt like just in the spirit of Nintendo and the spirit of Mario. Um, and I think it's a fascinating to see. And I know that we've kind of like, we all kind of made the joke uh, a while ago or not the joke, but the comment of like, I want like Thomas Happ, the guy who's doing um, Axiom Verge. I want him to do like a, a Metroid game. You know, I want, I, so I think that there's such an interesting kind of work that Nintendo is allowing for their their IPs to be used a bit more. I think it's I think it's great. Jesse, is there any ones that like we're missing? Like we're, well, this wasn't a thing back in the 2000s and the 90s, was it? Uh, I think like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics Games we talked about earlier, I think yeah. was probably the first one. And that was 2007. Yeah. So then, and even then that was limited. I think that was just limited to the Olympics Games. I don't think there was a lot of crossovers going on. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. They started bringing third-party characters into Smash, and then now we're kind of evolved into third parties are using Nintendo IP. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so I think I think it's fantastic. It's always interesting to see where that continues to go as well. Uh, last question comes from Nick, and this, or sorry, I apologize, from Chris on Discord, and he says, "What are the chances the new Switch goes fully mobile and has an ability to add a uh, SIM card for mobile data?" I think we might have talked about that in the post show so. last week, but uh, I think we agreed that that was a bad idea. Yeah, because you know, even among you know, from area to area, you could have spotty internet. Like, like I, you know, I do most of my gaming in the basement. Mm-hmm. I don't. I barely get a phone signal down here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's more if you're out and about and outside or in the higher level of a building. You know, but uh, I think the second, or probably the more the biggest detractor to that would be you got to pay someone, and it's not Nintendo. Yeah. D- data charges, which would probably mm-hmm. cost twenty twenty or thirty dollars a month. Yeah, and then I, I think, think they're part of. I it. think just for like uh, an Apple Watch, isn't, mm-hmm. I think that's still like fifteen plus like, taxes. Yeah, yeah, ten exactly. or fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know I don't you know I mean Apple or sorry apologies Apple Nintendo would have to figure out how they get a cut of that as well. Do you know what I mean? I think and I th- and I don't think I don't think they would not for the data charges. No. Oh, no. Um, Ms. actually brought an earlier uh, earlier example of Nintendo IP in a mm. in third party games. Mm. Soul Calibur Two. Oh yeah, that's a great it's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That so uh, we're seeing an increase in them doing it. They've done it in the past, but we're seeing much more of it, like kind of uh, uh, an increase as well. 
I think going back to Chris's question here about the new switch, I think it's more likely that we may see a stronger um, Wi-Fi antenna as maybe part of that part of that improvement as well. That's a low bar. It better be better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't want to tell you on that one. So, yeah, I think I, I would I like think, to see like in a, in an upgraded switch having a dock that has that's Ethernet ready without needing an extra dongle taking up a USB slot. Oh yeah, that'd be a nice one. Yep. That's because you know we we you and switch all use the same dongle that yeah you know, this stuff can everything else has Ethernet port is ready yeah that's a great point that's a great point um, I think is that all the questions Just going through here it's going through our uh, chat really fast so. uh, I don't think there's anything else in our chat I think I think Jesse that might be it that might be a show today it, it might might have been. Might have been it. Well, let's start. Let's start closing this thing out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If I can do a couple of things, uh, first and foremost, big thanks to our amazing Patreon producers, Chris Mears, David Ernsberg, and Antonio. And I just need to call him Antonio because he said you don't need to pronounce my last name because he recognizes that I have butchered it for the last several times I've said it. Something so tells I me appreciate- you're not the only one. No, I probably not as well. Uh, I do want to say this as well, folks. If you're interested, head over to uh, tpublic.com. We got some new merch over there. Of course, just use our website, which is nintendodads.org, where you can go right to our merch site. We got some t-shirts, stickers, cups, mugs, all those good things with, with our sweet new logos on there as well. If you want to check out our latest content, uh, we are on all the social media platforms, but I would I would urge you, if you could, go over to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, watch some videos. We've got a product review of these Arctis 7P wireless headsets up there that just launched yesterday. Uh, we have got lots of first impressions and Let's Plays of videos. We have got unboxings, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook, social, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those places. Uh, and um, if you can, if you want to catch us on your favorite YouTube, or sorry, apologize, podcast catcher, that's Am- uh, Apple, Google Play, CastBox, Stitcher, all those good things do that. Uh, you can send us email in at nintendodads at gmail.com or voicemail at 92925 and dads or 929-256-3237 big thanks to OC Remix which is the music you see here within the show uh, and uh, and ladies and gentlemen for myself, for Jesse that's it and reminder Extra Life 2020 happens this weekend tune in live on Twitch and on YouTube we love your support thank you guys very much have a great day bye bye Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. I don't know what animal this is or what Pokemon this is.